0: The world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our society at thrive for those of you who are particularly keen on the topic we also write thought pieces every other sunday and we actually just dropped a thought piece this past sunday so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative well we're available on 10 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure and we provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like our conversations and you want to keep them going, like comment and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion is mental wellness. And this is a part two of our series on unconventional behaviors and attitudes that create more room for happiness in our lives. Now, if you haven't seen our first video, definitely be sure to check it out. I guarantee you, I am a riot in that video or I mean, in my opinion anyway, but they're actually like tried and true. These are tried and true personal philosophies that I've incorporated in my life that have helped me maintain a fairly high degree of happiness, regardless of what it is that I'm going through. And this is a continuation of said video. So without further ado, let's get right into it. And so this is a little bit deeper, I think by way of different strategies, it's more involved. It means that we're committing We're really committing to creating room for happiness in our lives even if that involves short-term pain. So that obviously is a great preface to my next three tips and the first one is giving yourself permission to outgrow social connections and I talked about this in actually a video last week about how sometimes we fall into the trap that time and familiarity means we maintain different connections that we've outgrown and different ways that you know that you've outgrown a specific relationship is that you know when it comes to you having different goals dreams and ambitions that you communicate they're totally either against it or they're just not encouraging or you can tell that they're skeptical about your ability to strive and to achieve those specific goals. And I think that when it does come time to stepping outside of your comfort zone, you either need to have people who are going to support you in taking that leap of faith, or you need to let go of everyone who are going to dissuade you from continuing the trajectory once you make that leap forward. Because it is very difficult. It can be very stressful to step outside of your comfort zone. And though you might not have encouragement, what you do have control over is making sure that you limit the discouragement around you. And if you're finding discouragement you from pursuing a path that you know means something to you but is going to be a fairly steep learning curve then for me that is a signal that you've outgrown those social connections or if it is the case that those friendships have shifted and changed there's more manipulation there's some controlling behavior there's a lot of needy behavior all of that for me is just telltale signs that I've outgrown this relationship because those are not things that actually support my own personal sense of fulfillment and support the different ways that I derive enjoyment out of my relationships and this involves whether we're blood related or not so call me cutthroat but I think blood relation has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not we do or do not outgrow our social connections I think sometimes if you are someone who's very much into growth and you have a growth mindset it means everything is up for grabs right like your growth is really going to be what dictates what stays and what goes and you just need to be open to what your environment and what your social network is communicating to you and responding accordingly and I think the most important thing about putting this philosophy into practice is recognizing that you don't need a rationalization or a justification for cutting people out of your life. Sometimes we feel like we need to really make it an event, we want to put closure behind it, we have different eyeballs on it, like it has to be this long involved conversation and for me it doesn't need to be any of those things. It needs to be the signal or the behavior that prompts me to think about whether or not I've outgrown this relationship and if I've decided that I have then I phase those individuals out or we just stop. Communicating, and I think both of us know why. So, any case, that's my first. Unconventional behavior that I do believe lends to greater happiness. It's really about the reasons why you're doing it or sort of the underlying mechanisms behind why you sort of grow in and out of different social relationships. But again, guilt-free, give yourself permission to grow. And that also means outgrowing the people who aren't themselves focused on growth in and of their own self. My second one, and this is also fairly deep and I'm gonna keep it light and lighthearted. I like our conversations on mental wellness to be light and lighthearted. And this is about really letting people off your hook. And I think that this is so important. And I've had different experiences in my life that involved loss, that involved betrayal, lots of grief. And in those periods, you either see who is for you based on who shows up for you or who is against you based on who is perpetuating the hurt, who is the one subjecting you to harm, but also those who, are complicit in their silence and i find it very interesting that a lot of people assume that there is no harm no foul if they sit back quietly and watch while a very unhealthy dynamic is taking place and i am someone who you know those who are silent and those who do not do anything by way of trying to support me going through a hard time when it involves you know, difficult relations and difficult dynamics that are hurtful. And you know, if you are if you recognize this is going on and you don't feel inclined to, to support me, you don't feel inclined to defend me, you don't feel inclined to do anything that would indicate that you value our relationship and that value stems in you feeling inclined to do something to help in that situation, I've let you off my hook. It doesn't mean that like your silence hasn't done harm, I think sometimes. We think that neutrality is the best way to move forward with different relationships when it comes to those situations where it's prickly, where it's tricky. We're really not sure what we would do or what we should do in that situation so we choose to do nothing but choosing to do nothing is in and of itself can be a very violent choice when someone is being subject to a lot of harm to a lot of you know just difficult things taking place so I think that in those situations those situations have happened to me quite a bit and for those of you where there's a rupture and in a specific social network or in a specific situation sometimes everyone feels like they need to reorient themselves they need to pick a side and for those who don't want to pick a side necessarily they choose to do nothing but if that rupture is fairly violent it's really toxic. Talk- if those relations are fairly, you know, complicated and difficult, and you do see that there's a lot of harm being inflicted on someone, and you still choose to do nothing, then that choice is complicit in the violence sort of being enacted on that person. And for me, like, you know, I was bullied once upon a time during my pre-adolescent years. And it's funny because I reconnected with those individuals in high school and I didn't talk to them. And some of them approached me and were like, well, you know, we didn't do it. Like we weren't the ones who were actively harming you. Like we did nothing. Why are we being sort of, Cut out or cut off, or why are we not maintaining or trying to reestablish a connection? And I'm like, because your silence was also violent. Your silence provided the okay to continue on that war path. You, you know, and you not doing anything gave more power for the person to do more and to inflict more harm. And I think sometimes it can be very embittering. It can be an experience that creates a lot of resentment, right? Because you assume that if someone calls you a friend in good times, that they'll show up for you in bad times but a lot of people just don't know how to show up for people in these kinds of situations. And so they choose to do nothing. And I decided that for those who are actively inflicting harm, as well as for those who choose to be silent while they're observing harm being inflicted, like I let everyone off the hook. And by letting them off the hook, I mean like emotionally, I let go of that energy. I let go of the energy that doesn't serve me. I let go of the feelings of hurt, of betrayal, of loss, of confusion, all of the things that come up when you recognize that the way you would show up in that situation isn't the way that others are showing up for you. I feel it, I release it and I like let go of those connections. My intent is to walk away now better informed as to who I actually should invest my time and energy into based on how they themselves I see would be aligned based on how I know I would show up for them if I was put in the same situation. So I think that that's really important by way of carving out space for happiness is letting people go. The people who have have failed you, the people who have not shown up for you the way you thought they would, the people who are bystanders and some of the abuse that you experience. And I think that a lot of the times when we think about people who are coming out of abusive situations and how like their social networks are like in awe or in confusion. I think there's a lot of cases where people recognize they saw the flags or the signals that abuse was taking place they just didn't want to implicate themselves they didn't want to get involved for whatever reason but that is a feeling right that contributes to the hurt to the wounds that are now needing to be healed and I think that the best way that I have learned to heal those wounds is to let go of blame like let go of the impact of that silence as well as letting go of the impact of the injuries being harmed and just focusing on being a better version of myself wiser now better informed and better equipped to align myself and to allow myself to have relationships with people who are more aligned in the way that we would show up for one another. And my last point, and again, these are a little bit more deep than the first video and they take a little bit more reflection. But my last point is appreciate now, now. And I think that this is so important. It's been something that I've learned quite a bit since the pandemic took place is learning that it's not about trying to push through this present moment because this present moment is so difficult. We kind of wanted it to put it on like fast forward. And I don't think there even is like a fast forward function anymore. We just kind of like pull the needle forward, but there used to be a fast forward button. And sometimes when we go through difficulties, when we go through hard times, we really are trying to do our best to focus, to push towards the next great moment, to push towards the next high. And I've learned that there are beautiful moments and memories to be cherished in even the darkest of the days that we experienced and I think that is very important to maintain an attitude of finding the value and finding the beauty in presence in the good times and in the bad times and recognizing that moments that we will cherish in our life moving forward are going to not just be the highlight reel they're not going to just be the great times that we've had they're also going to be the way that we showed up for ourselves in the hard times and the way that we took note of like the small little things that we would have taken for granted but because it's like a difficult period like that thing really just ended up having way more of an impact than me realized. And I've learned that like being appreciative of now, now, regardless of what now entails, regardless of whether or not you are going through a difficult period, you're going through a hardship, or you're going through like a great achievement, or going through a great moment is so, so integral to creating more growth for happiness in your life. Learning to be present, learning to appreciate the present moment for all that it entails and all that it provides you, so that you're never kicking yourself because you're like, you know what? Like I missed all of that. Like I missed out on all of those because I was so focused on the future or so focused on the past. Like give yourself an opportunity to just draw out the beauty in this present moment. And every present moment has something beautiful to take note of, has something that will inform who you are, who you are becoming, especially in the hard times. So much of our becoming that we take for granted in the good times is built in those difficult periods. And like take note of that because those are memories to be valued and to be cherished. In any case, I will end on that tad bit emotional note, but before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I suggest you take a look at our package plans. We do have package plans that we offer that give you access to webinars and workshops over and above our live events. So definitely take a look at those if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, and I do hope that you do see yourself being part of our game changer community. And if you're worrying about the cost, don't worry. We've incorporated Afterpay as a new payment solution that gives you the ability to pay in four installments over a period of six weeks, rendering our programs and our services and our products more accessible. So we're very excited about our growth. We're very excited about all the new things that we have coming down the pipeline. We're excited to be able to share all of those with you very, very soon. And and that's it, <laughs> which, which is a lot, to, not to say the least, but if you're still here, definitely be sure to subscribe, join the movement, join the hashtag or Game Changer community and be part of the change that you want to see. Follow us on all of our social media and I look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later.